Welcome to the Taproom Exclusive here on July 9th, 2019. I am your host, Dean Zarbaugh. Today's show is brought to you by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. Check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseofhelga.com. On today's show, I chat with Bascule Brewery's brewer Chris Camboris over their tasty white New England IPA, Call Me Ishmael. Before we get into that, be sure to join Bascule Brewery and Broadwave Studios tonight, July 9th, and every Tuesday for Bascule Jams from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. This is the best jam on the west side of Cleveland, hands down. Come enjoy some great Bascule beer and killer food from Barik and Joe's Food Truck. So bring your axe and some friends to Bascule Brewery tonight. Karaoke more your thing? Well then check out Bascule Karaoke every Wednesday from 7pm to 10pm at 1397 Colorado Avenue, Lorraine, Ohio 44052. Also Heinen's and Avon is hosting a Columbus Brewing Company tasting from 4pm to 6pm on Thursday, July 11th. I will be on hand serving samples until 5pm and I will be enjoying samples from 5pm until 6pm. Remember each sample is 25 cents per Ohio law. Come join the fun and try a freshly tapped collaboration between Columbus Brewing Company and Heinen's called Hoppy 5th of July, a hoppy wheat ale. I was reading an article on NPR the other day, and I'll include the link in this episode's post, that talked about the growing buzz surrounding non-alcoholic craft beer. This is a subject I've brought up to brewers both on and off air, and I understand the limitations in smaller breweries dedicating tank space for an N.A. beer. On the other hand, one of my best friends is sober, and I would like to see more NA options so he can sit down and have a beer with me that isn't an O'Doul's or a Coors. He wants to give his money to a local business rather than Budweiser or Miller Coors, just like the rest of us. Brewdog's Nanny State Non-Alcoholic Hoppy Ale is one of my fastest NA sellers at work, and now I see this article on NPR highlighting craft breweries that are focusing solely on brewing NA beers, so I definitely know there's a market out there for NA craft, and I would love to see it grow from my friend. What are your thoughts? Should Ohio breweries get on the N.A. craft train? Chime in on Facebook.com slash the Taproom Exclusive or on Twitter at Taproom Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts. Also, Destination Cleveland has released the 2019-2020 Cleveland Brewery Passport. Included this year are the same 30 stops as last year with four new additions. Southern Tier, Cornerstone Brewing, Bookhouse Brewing, and the soon-to-be-open Funkin' Ship Platform Sour Facility, bringing the final total this year to 34 stops. I've already got a few stamps myself. I'm trying to be better prepared than last year. Be sure to grab your 2019-2020 passport at any of the participating breweries today. You have until June 30th, 2020 to complete the passport. This year, the prize tiers have changed. With eight stamps, you get a coaster set. After 20 stamps, you get a Cleveland Brewery Passport pint glass. And after 34 stamps, you'll get a Cleveland Brewery Passport t-shirt showcasing the 2019-2020 participating breweries. And you'll be entered in a contest to win a weekend getaway in Cleveland. Each tier must be redeemed as they are completed at the Cleveland Visitors Center located at 334 Euclid Avenue and not at the breweries. What was your favorite stop on the Passport last year, and which of the new stops are you most looking forward to visiting for the first time? Let me know on Facebook.com slash the Taproom Exclusive or on Twitter at Taproom Podcast. All right, here it is. Me and Chris Camboris, brewer for Bascule Brewery and Public House in Lorraine, Ohio, chatting in their fermentation room about their white New England IPA, Call Me Ishmael.
crazy from the start Too small for that one good Not really knowing if it would work But believing that it would Taking all of the time they didn't really have Together they found the strength they didn't know they had brewery fermentation room where if you hear a little low buzz behind you it's uh that's normal it's supposed to be there i'm with chris camboris brewer for bascule brewery i keep wanting to say bascule bridge every time <laughs> uh but uh, i don't so but it that is in in the name the the charles berry bascule bridge is the second largest bascule style bridge in the in the world isn't it that is absolutely correct yeah we have we boast the second largest bascule bridge in the world and uh little known fact um minus the towers it is uh like a twin bridge to the uh, famous london bridge is it really it is i did not know that watch an episode of danger mouse you will you'll see that i will have to i will have to do that <laughs> i i uh, i've been meaning to catch up on a lot of things in that or benny hill there you go. Uh, I have seen Benny Hill a <laughs> lot of times. Uh, so Bascule started, you guys opened uh, August 7th, 2018, somewhere around there. Well, it was when the, the license got approved. That that sounds right to me. I, I know, actually, we, we got our production license June 28th. That's the one date I can keep straight in my head. As far <laughs> as as far as when the tap room opened, I want to say closer to August. Yeah. Uh, so we are nearing a one-year anniversary of the tap room opening. Uh, which has That's been awesome. has been huge for us because uh, before that it was um, like trying to sell growlers out of the back, right? Uh, and and trying to scramble to, to to brew one keg at a time per account. So as you yeah, that would that would be pretty frustrating. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> um, the uh, it, it's cool to see you guys here in Lorraine. Thank you. Um, I, I didn't know until I was actually here. This is actually my first time here. I've Welcome. had your beer before. Nice, uh, and we've talked before, obviously, but this is my first time in this physical building. Uh, I did not know that uh, no one had brewed in Lorraine County, in Lorraine specifically. Sorry, Lorraine specific, Lorraine specific, Lorraine City, uh, in over a hundred years. Well, it's I, okay. So I want to clarify that we are the first brewery to begin operations in over a gotcha. hundred years. So I don't want people, you know, fact checking us and be like, right. well, they're a bunch of liars." Well, I mean, technically, we we are a bunch of liars. Let's make no mistake, but. Uh, we are the first to begin operations in over a hundred years, um, and uh, you know it's it's um, it's an honor. And I mean, we never set out to be any kind of first. It's a nice little feather in our cap, but it's certainly not what defines us. I think there's there's a lot more to us. I guess you could say bragging rights uh, 
than just being the first brewery in Lorraine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You guys are doing some really good stuff here. You you come from a pretty big brewing history. You've worked at Brew Kettle before and, and Mount Carmel Brewing down yeah. in Cincinnati. What was it that brought you back up to Lorraine? Uh, Fred. Fred Lozano. Uh, the Lorraine native whose uh, roots go very deep in Lorraine. Uh, so, uh, essentially, Fred and I met through Facebook um, through uh, my my ex-wife. Okay. Um, and I, I had... I had just came back from brewing at the brew kettle, brewing at at the at, uh, at Mount Carmel. I was a stay-at-home dad, so I was occupying as much time as possible, trying to keep keep fresh on my chops as a home brewer. Right. Um, and Fred was following all that on social media, and so he reached out to me and asked if I would come give my opinions on on what would be necessary to open up a brewery in Lorraine. And uh, I was. Uh, I mean, it, it's the opportunity that I want to say I've been trying to position myself for since the time I even, um, you know, turned down a job at General Motors to be a brewer. I was looking for something to do at the ground level, and Fred provided that opportunity. And if you were in that car ride when he first showed me the, you know, going over the Black River, showing me 28th Street where all the steel mills are, showing me uh, his old stomping grounds, it was you would have thought that he was giving you know a, a a tourist his his most beloved tour of, of of france or some major you know city in the world and, yeah. and um it, it hit a soft spot in my heart because being from youngstown being from a formal steel steel town <clears throat> pardon me um i've i've always had a uh i've always had a a soft spot for cities that are trying to reinvent themselves yeah and lorraine is is perfect for that right now you know, I grew up down in southern Lorraine County in a, t- a small town called LaGrange. And to to see the the revitalization going on around uh, not not only Lorraine, but Elyria and all these all these Lorraine County cities, it's really awesome. And it's nice to see that craft beer is kind of at the at the forefront of that. I mean, that's it's to me, it's surprising, but not surprising. You know, it's right. it's I, I think. Lorraine is no vacuum. It's no exception to the rule. Beer has been with us for millennia. There's no reason why it shouldn't work in a, in a little town like Lorraine. Uh, if anything, there's more reasons for it than against it. Uh, you know, beer is one of those things that does well in a, in a struggling economy as well as a thriving economy. Right. Uh, and, and, and beer also has the special, um, I guess you could say, gift or privilege of uh, being able to attach you know, certain identities to it. Um, you know, there's almost a certain terroir that you can attach to it. And uh, I think with a town as dynamic and unique as Lorraine, it's, I mean, you know, the, the inspiration for the beers, it just kind of happens on its own. Yeah. And uh, you you guys do a lot of local stuff. I, I, we're drinking the, the Call Me Ishmael right now. This is a really good beer. Thank you. I'm very proud of um, It's a white NEIPA. So for somebody yeah. who comes in and sees that on the menu, not... Something that you normally see white before any IPA. What what does it? What makes it different than than just in quote unquote any IPA? Well, um, I would actually say you know well, I mean you, you almost have to go back a little bit with me when it comes to style guidelines and trends and whatnot. I I kind of I kind of uh, don't necessarily you know subscribe to a T. Uh, things like uh, the uh, uh, BJCP uh, mm-hmm. style guidelines, but. You know, they're, they're, they are a great guideline. And uh, when I was brewing the, uh, the Call Me Ishmael, um, what I was essentially setting out to do was, okay, we know what a New England style IPA is, but do we know what a New England 
IPA is. In other words, if you want to think about what the IPAs must have tasted like back in colonial times, right. New England being, of course, you know where you know the you know the the, the birthplace of our nation. Right. Um, you know, I really wanted to try and, and and tap into some of those really old world flavors. So I used hops like um, ancestors of of uh, of some of the original hops that came over with with the colonists. So so nugget being one of those. Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the other one right now, uh, and it's and I'm drawing a blank on it. But as far as a, a white Nipa, actually, Nipas are, are kind of a very loose style guideline on their own. Uh, you can achieve that haze through a, a, a number of methods, wheat being one of those. I, I used a high percentage of wheat in this beer to try and bring out that that opaque creaminess, mm-hmm. as well as a, a you know a, just just as a. Uh, taking some creative liberty on that, I used a high amount of lactose in that as well, just to okay. bring out some of that sweetness as well. So the re- end result is a very pineapple-y, citrusy, but a little kind of like a resiny, uh, yeah. you know, uh, flavor. But again, uh, you know, my my beers don't quite taste like if you were to head over to Cleveland. You know, I, I love the beers in Cleveland, but my beers kind of stand out from theirs just a little bit in the sense that. Um, I I'm brew, I'm brewing the way your grandmother cooks a pinch of this dash of that not so yeah. much necessarily you know a, a, attending a seminar on water chemistry right not like three grams yeah. specifically of Simcoe right you know. so so my beer is not going to have a whole lot of bitterness it, it it may not be like the make your head explode type of zingy citrusiness but yeah. but it's enough for you to know that you're you're drinking an IPA it's got a nice citrus front to it I Thank mean you. it really does. I, I this is actually the second one I've gone to. I, I was drinking the hop waters first, <clears throat> and uh, just wanted to try the two different and see see how different they were. And both of them are fantastic. But I mean, it's just it's it's different enough that it stands out at, in the classification of any IPA. It's it's I think it's a it's a beer that you want to have a second one of. Yes, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It finishes so smooth too. It's got that <clears throat> nice creamy kind of smoothness to it on the mouthfeel at the at the end right in case you don't hear me nodding my head i'm nodding in <laughs> agreement there yes this is an audio <laughs> audio medium uh, no one Naudio. can see that <laughs> i've had a couple like i said um but uh this what was the inspiration behind this specific like you say you don't chase styles and mm-hmm. you don't want to necessarily be the the quintessential any IPA as far as BJCP goes, right? What was the inspiration behind doing a, a white any IPA? Well, again, I, I, I think, um, I mean, first of all, any, any home brewer, one of the first things he learns about hops is you know the earlier you had your add your hops, the more bitterness you you extract, the later the the more flavor and uh, and aroma you get, and and so I think that's that's kind of what drove people to to start to really expound upon this nipa style to begin with it was like wow look at all these amazing flavors you can get just by just by focusing on on more of the flavorful hops not so much the bitterness and it's not mm. about ibus and 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 you know when i first had my 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 first nipa i mean yeah my my it, it blew my wig off like everyone else. Yeah. Um, so as far as the inspiration from be- behind me doing it was more or less just kind of like a can I do this, um, and and you know it's just fun to try new things. But um, it falls in line with what Bascule Brewery is all about. We try to brew as though we've been here the past hundred years. I, right. I, it was. It's kind of like the the. It was kind of the the the, the logic behind of 
a lot of what we do here. You know, being as, as Lorraine is a town that's trying to rediscover its identity, last thing we wanted to do was just plop down in here as some anonymous, you know, company with flashy signs and mm-hmm. big, bright, you know, flashy tap rooms and say, here we are, give us your money. You know, we wanted something for people to latch onto. So we, we wanted to grow as though we were, you know, let's just imagine that you know a a ship you know landed on 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 the 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 uh shores of the black river and you know here's here's 200 300 people that just unloaded the ship okay who knows how to do what okay you be the you be the blacksmith you be the, the the butcher the baker all right who knows how to make some beer we're gonna need some beer and and that that is the approach that i took with a lot of our styles our names our 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 ingredients um, I, I really tried to uh, emphasize what identifies us as a town as though nothing else existed yet. Yeah, it, it's, it's really cool. There's, there, in, in theory, I mean, really, there hasn't been anything around here in so long. It's so nice to see that there's places like you coming in and revitalizing this, this community. I mean, it, it, it needed it. Everything has been very fortuitous with us, uh, very serendipitous. I mean, I remember the very first time we walked into uh, a local pub and eatery here on Broadway, Scorchers, um, and happening to uh, make acquaintances with Kurt and Page of Speak of the Devil, who at the time were only you know, conceiving the idea of, of doing a speakeasy in, in downtown Lorraine. Um, and... And looking where Lorraine is now versus where it was the the two years ago when we mm-hmm. well three years ago that we well wait a minute I'm sorry 2015 is when we conceived this sorry math is way off um, so time is a tricky thing. right yeah, it tends to slip away with all these yeah. beers but um, yeah we, we we are definitely honored to be amongst some pretty good company I mean when you look at Bruin Stew when you look at uh, Borican that is opening up across the street from Union Town Provisions when you look at Borders Board Game Cafe when you look at uh, you know even some old fixtures like Fligners that are just right. doing it for a century um, you know Lorraine is what you make of it and and I I'm lucky that there are so many other people in this town that see it the way I do that you can't just look at it for the face value for the hard times you have to look at it for the fact that it is a city of assets that no matter what economic strife you go through it remains the same we are on the lake we are on a on a great body of water we're we're on a very uh, valuable uh, river that 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 is uh, you know essential to to the town's survival um, the people here are stalwart. They are as loyal and as friendly as you can get. My mother from from Greece, and I'm talking old world Greece, World War II Greece. Wow. Um, when she comes to visit Lorraine, she says it, it reminds her so much of, of old world Europe, of how people bend over backwards to make sure you have enough for yourself. And, and that's what Baskill Brewery has been greeted with. You know, the, the fervor for what, uh, from your fans uh, for supporting you is some of the most insane and in the, I mean that in a good way that I've seen for a brewery in a long time I mean like you you go out and someone someone overhears you say bascule and they've been there they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah bascule they're they, not wearing the clown makeup automatic. right you know it's they're not like juggalos not. or anything no 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 no, no, no. no. but Trademark. it's it's uh yeah to cover ourselves <laughs> uh last thing I want is to be sued right we uh but it's it's nice that you have that sort of uh, backbone to you guys that 
when you guys started, there was a lot of crowdfunding involved. There was a lot of other stuff, and it makes people feel a More really big it. part of the place. Like they had a hand, and like, right. hey, I helped. Yeah, bring. I didn't brew the beer, but hey, I helped make it happen. Right, I'm and the reason that people can brew on premise. That is 100 percent what we were aiming for. I mean, 50 percent of it was out of necessity, and Fred and I are both. You know, uh, we're both divorcees. We don't have deep pockets. Um, but we know what resonates with, with people. And um, so, you know, I, I always tell people the, the, the story that uh, given, given the chance to do it over again, if someone was to write me a check for a million dollars, I would turn it down. Because the climax to, and I'm not knocking anybody who goes this route. Right, right. We had to do it out of out of necessity, but I, and I love it. it. It's it's it is it has helped us to forge a very unique um, uh, 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 experience for our for our patrons. But I would not I would I would do it all over again simply for the fact that the climax to yeah I got a proof of the loan isn't as exciting as hey I know ninety percent of the people that walk in my door and I yeah. could I could find their names on our supporter wall or or I could pick out the furniture that they donated um, you know or or hey that's the guy that built our bar right. or, or helped install our, our cooling system and it, the list goes on and on yeah it's really cool you know you walk in this place and everybody's like oh there's Chris you know it, it, they, they really feel like they're a part of this place I'm kind of the phones. Yeah, yeah, you kind of are. The the thing, stuff wasn't working earlier. He hit it. It worked perfectly. It was great. It was. Uh, I couldn't believe it. It was I had like, to have wow. a talk with Cunningham. And, yeah, I mean, know, like, come it's on, fun. Richie. Come on. Uh, but uh, if if someone were coming here, you guys do food trucks uh, every so often here. If somebody's eat, uh, drinking the uh, Call Me Ishmael. Mm-hmm. What would you suggest some of your favorite food trucks? Oh, my some, God. Something to eat um, with, maybe. We have been blessed with some of the best food trucks. Um, going all the way back to Pierogi Joe's, I mean, Lorraine has such a strong Polish population. I mean, look at Kudrowski's, right. you know, Kudrowski's Bakery. Uh, they helped us out when we were doing our um, uh, New Orleans-themed, um, uh, there was a little passport program that was going on with Lorraine County. Uh, they were doing beignets for us, and, oh, nice. and and oh my God, Kudrowski's, I could not, I could not have met a nicer group of people. Um, but um, yeah, we have uh, Borik and Joe, who of course you you would be remiss to overlook the the Hispanic community here in Lorraine. They're just right. such, such a bright, awesome, vibrant culture. Um, and then um, you know now you have what we have right now, which is Steel Magnolia, which is a very recent. Uh, um, uh, you know, addition for us, uh, she is she is producing everything from soul food to Jamaican Caribbean food uh, to um, I mean it's 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 a very eclectic menu. Anytime any plate has just knocked out some of the most amazing. Speaking of eclectic menus, brunches, um, you know, you can come in and and have you know filet mignon as well as you could have uh, you know just a fancy grilled cheese sandwich right. from these guys. Um, uh, we've we've had just some really great food trucks in here, and and, and they've been they've been uh, uh, essential to our success. Absolutely. Anything else you want to get about the uh, out about the call me Ishmael before we head out? Uh, yeah, it's limited. You know, uh, we're going to be moving on to the Coco Mango here. It's Coco Mango season. Uh, we're going to be going into Brewfest here very soon, which I believe is August tenth. Yes. Um, we're looking forward to that. This is going to be our third year, I think, to be part of this. 
Um, and each year we we've been uh, it's just been fantastic. The the excitement has grown ever more. I want to give a shout out to you know Franklin and, and Howard Ross for for Absolutely. everything they're doing uh, to promote that. Um, and uh, yeah, the other beers we have coming out here, we're going to be serving our Big Bottom Berliner Weiss, which is a another favorite, another cult cult favorite. It's um, it's it's always the same base Berliner Weiss, but we always mix it up with the flavors. Nice. You know, last year we did a mojito version of it. This year we're actually going to be collaborating with an up and coming brewery uh, called Unplugged Brewery in Illyria. Nice. Uh, we're going to collab on with them and do a. Um, we're going to do a spinoff of their Berliner Weiss, which is a peach Berliner Weiss. We're going to do a peach mojito version of our Berliner Weiss. Um, and then uh, try to think what else. And then, you know, uh, we always have our standards. Uh, Charleston Common, Steam Power Dream, and our Porter and Hop Waters. Absolutely. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day. And tune in next week for another all-new episode here at Bascule Brewery. 